threat of disaster is never pleasant. Welcome to the Casual Preppers Podcast. These safety measures are essential. The only place for prepping, survival, and entertainment. This will be your source of survival instructions and information. Every member of the family must be coached in the business of survival. Here are your hosts, Cam and Kobe. Hi, kids! <laughs> This episode brought to you by... That sounds like Barney. Yeah, it was like... A, it's a mix between Goofy and yeah. Barney. Is what you're Blame Mickey. <laughs> yeah. Huh, whoa. This episode's Disney. <laughs> no. And we've been sued. Yeah, we just got Man, sued. Man, just that fast. I know. That's all... They're quick. <laughs> Closing us down. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, guys. This we is the last episode. We went through so many different voices oh. this morning in like oh 10 minutes. Yeah. They mm-hmm. all sucked. Yeah, yeah, they did. Some of them were... Inappropriate. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so yes. it's hard to it's hard to switch gears sometimes. Yeah. When you yeah. hit record. Go down to PG. <laughs> yeah. PG thirteen. Come yeah, on. PG thirteen. Yeah. Um, Cameron, <clears throat> we're excited to be here today because we have a really interesting episode. One I've been it's been like rolling around in my brain box it, for a while. It's you know? A, it's a great one because it does like why yeah. I think like, we talked about it like like six or eight months ago, maybe yeah. like, hey, what are you thinking about? What this? is it about the apocalypse? Yeah. So what is it that we're talking about today? Well, we want to talk about like, why is it that we love the apocalypse? Yeah. Why do we love it? I don't know. Because it sounds horrible mm-hmm. and we would probably all die. Yeah. And um, it'd just be miserable, but there's something about it. There's something about it that just feels like, yeah, I want that. It's like toying with that idea. Like, man, yeah. maybe there's some things that could be better. Right. Maybe... You know, um, credit card would be wiped out. Yeah. So we're going to talk about all, all things. Yeah. All of those possibilities of the reasons why we love it, and why it's not just us. It's not just me and Cam. Oh no, the world. The world does. The love world loves it. So uh, we're going to talk about and that. everything. Yeah, we're excited, but I got to tell you about BattleBox first. It is the monthly subscription box full of solid gear for adventure seekers, survivalists, outdoor enthusiasts, and casual preppers. Each month, BattleBox sends you the coolest selection of handpicked outdoor survival and everyday carry gear, all valued at far more than what you'd normally pay. You never know what's in the next box, but here is a sampling of what users received this month: the Bleed Stop. 20 gram pack. Boy. 20 G. Yeah. And then we got the Bushnell Cellular Core Cellular Trail Camera. That's hard to say. That is a Try lot saying of cellular. it. Right now. Cellular Core Cellular. Yeah, it's hard. Cellular. It's not easy, but all this badassness starts at just $34.99 per month. They've shipped over a million boxes and one best men's subscription box of 2020. Our listeners get a free knife when you sign up at trybattlebox.com slash casual preppers. Get your first battle box plus a free knife when you use our code casual preppers. Listener. Reviews starts now. Dom Chandler. Dom. 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 <laughs> Here comes Dom. <laughs> dom. You're Dom, bastard. <laughs> yeah. Now he doesn't recommend He's us not anymore. not going to listen no. to this anymore. Uh, just started listening to the podcast. Mm. It, it's given me the kick to sort, of, uh, to sort out my bug out bag nice. and house stuff. Beautiful. I'm, I think we figured this out as I'm... On base. On base. Yeah. So it's nice that not everything is about guns and giant sandworms. <laughs> Funny stuff, guys. I, we should do more sandworm episodes. We do though. need to talk about sandworms. Yeah. There's dune sandworms. There's, there's tremors. Yeah. There's Man, many. That's it. There's just <laughs> that those two big ones. <laughs> Ask the people in the stories. That's yeah, enough. Yep. Yeah. If you guys want to be a part of this portion oh, of the Star podcast. Wars. Yeah, they got sandworms too. Yeah. Go to iTunes. Go to Facebook. Leave us a five-star review. Make it awesome. 
It's a mad, mad world. So, um, this this article's been going around a little bit the last few days. A few people have sent it over to, to us via Instagram and Facebook, so I just thought I'd talk about it. Um, senators have just been issued satellite phones amid growing concerns of security risks. Okay. Interesting. Uh, amid growing concerns of security risk to members of Congress, more than 50 senators have been issued satellite phones for emergency communication. People familiar with the measures told CBS News the devices are part of a series of new security measures being offered to senators by the Senate Sergeant at Arms who took over shortly after the assault on the Capitol of January 6, 2021. The satellite phone technology has been offered to all 100 senators. CBS News has learned at least 50 have accepted the phones. The rest of them haven't answered the emails, I'm sure, or something. <laughs> Which Senate office? My BlackBerry is still <laughs> yeah. working. They they recommend senators keep in close proximity during their travels. In testimony before the Senate Appropriations Committee last month, Senate Sergeant at Arms Karen Gibson said satellite communication is being deployed to ensure a redundant and secure means of communication. During a disruptive event. That's scary. Yeah. Um, Gibson said the phones are a security backstop in case of an emergency that takes out communications in part of America. Federal funding will pay for the satellite airtime needed to utilize the phone devices. A Department of Homeland Security ad- advisory said um, satellite phones are a tool for responding to and coordinating government services in the case of a man-made or natural disaster that wipes out communication. So, I mean, this is, uh, I mean, I think it's good. Up but, in there. But is it like um, you know, a sign of things to come? Maybe. They're like, oh, there's Maybe. stuff going on. We got to get these people Only ready. 50% of them can communicate with mm-hmm. each other. I like how the other ones. That sounds about right. Yeah. <laughs> Only the Democrats have been them. issued. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So. We still use Pony Express between us and yeah. state to state. And- I'll just go out on my Porsche yell real loud. Somebody use those phones. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah, so, so stupid. There are some old suckers in yeah. there, too. It's like, geez. I don't use the phone since 1967. <laughs> I do a proclamation <laughs> of all the things I need. I get out my quill pen and homemade ink, and I put it on some parchment paper, and I send it out the Stick door. it in a bottle, let it flow downstream. Yeah. It'll figure itself out. <laughs> Trust him to them to see years. As long as you see you praying and you're eating your mac and cheese every day, things will work out. <laughs> right. Vote Biden. Vote <laughs> Trump 2024. Biden 2024. Biden Trump 2024. <laughs> <laughs> Put them both together. Yeah. Biden um, and tapioca 2024. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, it's the truth. Anyway. Well, on a lighter note, but a very <laughs> okay. mysterious. Ooh, note. light and mysterious. In a little town in New Jersey, oh. along a nice little river, okay. was found a hundred pounds of cooked noodles that just <laughs> appeared along the creek bed. <laughs> yeah, what? Mounds of spaghetti and piles of other pastas included uh, ZD word seemingly dumped by the stream near Veterans Park in Old Bridge, uh, New Jersey. <laughs> yeah, hundred like. So weird. A former council candidate said that estimated that there had to be more than 500 pounds of pasta left, wow. um, which is insane. And Just like a bunch of pasta. Proper, yeah, look at the, look at the pictures of this. It's like what the, the like, f- and they're like different kinds of pasta. Oh yeah, just tons of it dumped out along the riverbed. <laughs> it's like, we made too much for dinner. Yeah, <laughs> so. Obviously, uh, yeah. in social media posts, a lot of people got real creative with it. Oh, sure. Lead suspect is a guy named Al Dente. <laughs> sure. Don't yeah, forget yeah. his partner, Linguini. Mm. Um, another one wrote, it was pasta expiration. Pasta <laughs> expiration. I think it was 
It's probably a marketing ploy for the new Mario Brothers yeah. movie. Yeah. But they said, we should send this perpetrator to the state penitentiary. <laughs> but it is super weird. Um, yeah. They figure up the road there was um, someone that had purchased a house from their parents and there was just all this expired pasta. And what better place to put it than back in the ground? <laughs> so just so dumped weird. it all along there. But um, yeah, anyway, that was weird news. Why not just the pour it in the river? Falling apart. Why, Why not just, just cook it, it up and eat it? I know that's it's it's pasta, but man. Uh, but anyways, they cleaned it up real quick wow. because apparently it is toxic to like just leave it out there and ferment and get into the groundwater. Really? I don't know. That's what they said. That sounds like a made up thing. It does. You can't leave pasta out on the ground. Well, that's the most dangerous spill in the history of New Jersey. My gosh, might as well be Three Mile Island out here. Michigan's like, I don't know. <laughs> that really? water's fine. <laughs> yeah. State of emergency declared by Joe Biden because of a bunch of pasta. <laughs> Ohio's going, what? Tastes like SpaghettiOs. <laughs> Let's get out of here. Help us out. But yeah, it's kind of funny. Hmm. That's interesting. And that's that. And that's that. Well, let's talk about the apocalypse, Cam. Mm -hmm. um, why we love the apocalypse. This is something that I keep thinking about. Like, what is it about the thought um, or the idea of an apocalypse that is so appealing when we know for sure it's going to suck? Yeah. Like, what is it, what is it that, that draws us to stories about the apocalypse or apocalyptic themes or to just talk about it? I don't know. Yeah. It's just, there's just so many things about, I mean, in reality, well, our history yeah. is like we came together you know, and met each other and had the same interests yeah. in like survival games and mm -hmm. survival movies and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So obviously, I mean, that our, po our podcast talks about that for that right. reason, but this is why it started. It's just our common interest mm -hmm. in this. But so um, weird. I, even as a kid, like yeah. remembering some of the old movies my parents would watch, like, there's one called Damnation Alley, which is about like radiation. Oh, oh that's an old and book. That's a Roger Zelazny book. Is it a book? Yeah, Damnation. Alley. Of course it is. Yeah, <laughs> but um, but yeah, the stuff like that I just remember and it sticks mm -hmm. out in my head and and like even pretending and playing as kids is just like mm -hmm. it's the end of the world and yeah. we're the only ones and so yeah. it is and it's like I think. For me, it's always been like a super exciting topic. Yeah, it has. And so, like, wh I mean, what are we talking Possibility. <clears throat> I mean, biblically, too. You know, it's like, that's going to happen. Like, there's a religious aspect to it all. So, it's kind of ingrained in culture, yeah. in Christian culture. And I mean, in lots of other religions, have some sort of an apocalypse. And it's almost like a something that's looked forward to. In a weird way. In huh? a weird way. My right? mom's that way. Yeah. And I'm not like. When Christ comes again, you know what I mean. It's always. like it's always like she's this always like lamenting that it hasn't I'm happened like, yet. We'll talk to her about like house prices and the cost. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, it's getting out of control. Mm -hmm. I can't wait till the second coming to clean up all this mess. <laughs> I'm like, so okay, funny. mom. Like, and and I get it in some ways. That's how my mom she talks like that. Yeah, she's she all, got rednecky. Oh, gosh, sounds yeah. like Charles. Had wonderful been. woman, wonderful mm -hmm. woman, gravelly, weird, but very, voice. very often she's like. Yeah. It all going to end. I, I'm about ready for it. Yeah, I know. It's really funny that that's the case. But again, that's another, you know, that older generation too yeah. looks at it kind of the same way it's almost like a, a little bit. Yeah. Right? Renewal and we'll talk about yeah. that. Yeah. And so like, what are we talking about when we talk about the apocalypse? You know, there's a lot of different things uh, that we might be talking about, but mostly it's kind of like this interruption to our everyday life by some sort of an event, mm -hmm. right? Because there's there's different types of apocalypses, and that could be a very short term. 
It could be a long-term, it could be a complete like overhaul of everything, right? Um, It's kind of just like an event that changes the way we live and move forward kind of in our everyday life. Um, This could be like- don't get completely wiped out. Yes, if you don't get completely wiped out. And this could be like a partial or a complete erasal of the conveniences of our modern life. Right. Um, Because like none of these apocalypses- have us, you know, discontinuing on the same like technological grounds. Now it always forward, right? It always kind of has to change. Um, it's going to have to adjust, right? And there's kind of like this sense of danger, like Cam said, this sense of excitement, which is a really weird thing to say. Like it's yeah. exciting. I don't know what to it think is about it. Right? It does make you feel like yeah, kind of excited about it. Yeah, and there's like just an adjustment of focus for our daily lives. It's like everything changes. You don't continue going to work every single day. Yeah. Right. An apocalypse, that's that's not the thing. <laughs> no. It's different. So, anyways, we wanted to just kind of talk about that today. And yeah. Um man, there, there's so much to talk about. There is. And as I like trying to like keep it, you know, organized here. Cause I could just go off for hours <laughs> talking about it. There's like things I, when I picture it in my mind, like when I think of like apocalypse, yeah. I think of like, you know for some reason we're happy and we're like in my house with like Christmas lights and it's like yeah. a nice lighting mm-hmm. and like you got yeah. generators running and you're chatting with neighbors about yeah. like important things to keep each of you safe and alive. And mm-hmm. it's like this good setting for some reason. It's like, and it's like, it's om- it's like a cozy <laughs> feeling. Almost. It really does seem that like it's on par with like a cozy Christmas type feel. It does. And I don't know why it's that like is. A, it is like a holiday. Like, yeah. And it'd be, kind of nice but i i totally get it that that like uh you know the dim lighting and i don't know why that's always part of it but it (laughs) yeah it is it is you know listening to the emergency radio and there's just some broadcast going on that's giving you you know this information and 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 like cam said you're talking with the neighbors and everybody's sort of it's like a good like yeah there's a real tight unity Mm -hmm. and there's no distractions like everybody's doing the same thing and like on the same page and helping like i'm gonna go out and scavenge and stuff and i don't know if that's because of games yeah and movies Mm -hmm. and different like books and stuff that have like put all that into that scenario of like you've kind of painted your own like peaceful picture about it and again we know that that's not going to be necessarily the case no this is like our sort of dreamland uh, yeah. <laughs> apocalypse. It could be the case, but it's not necessarily going to be exactly how these are going to look. But we just wanted to talk about why is it that we love that, you know? Right. And again, people, it's not just Cam and I, it's not just you guys listening to the podcast. <clears throat> this is a worldwide phenomenon, um, for sure. When you look at apocalyptic movies, I, I read this article. So between 2010 <clears throat> and 2019, almost a hundred Hollywood movies dealt with apocalyptic subjects. And that's, you know, climate change, asteroid impacts, nuclear holocaust, all that kind of stuff. Zombie apocalypses obviously were really big for a while. Yeah. That's a, a, about a hundred. And if you think about how much money was put into that, obviously they got money back. So people are watching those movies and that has grown since the 1950s. In the 50s, 13 movies well, like that were made. They were in a dark, like, yeah. fear. Were, yeah. So 13 movies. We're in a movies. very comfortable. 13 movies were made in the 50s. In the 60s, 24. In the 70s, I don't know, more comfortable. 39. Wow. In the 80s, it went to 40. In the 90s, it fell just slightly, which is really odd to me. What a huge I, I jump. That. Yeah. So, and then you see all of a sudden, you get to 20, 10, there's like 100 of them. That's crazy. People are thinking about it. People love the thought of the apocalypse. And that's just movies. You can look at the apocalyptic books, which are like 
never ending. Yeah, I'm there sure. There are billions of them out there. I'm obviously I'm overstating that. There's thousands of them out there. Billions, billions, and billions. billions. And then you look at TV shows. We all we all know Walking Dead. We all know all those types of yeah, shows, like, right? It's hard to find somebody that wasn't watching something like that. Exactly. And then podcasts now, or even there's a whole bunch of podcasts that are on that same subject. So it's a never ending thing that people are just really drawn to, you know, in fiction media for sure. Um, so anyways, um, I, I read another article, which I thought was kind of interesting. I thought that one was cool. Yeah. So a survey in Britain shows that one in four people watched post-apocalyptic movies during the pandemic. During the worst, like, possible yeah. thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, something that could lead to an apocalypse. Yeah, let's watch a movie about it. Let's watch a movie about it. Like, it went up. The numbers went up. So, so uh, somebody said, watching apocalyptic movies during an apocalyptic condition serves as a coping Makes mechanism. Makes total sense. According to Joe Hemmings, a behavioral psychologist watching apocalyptic movies can make the viewers anticipate the worst case scenario and help them deal with fear they experience during a crisis. We've talked about that too, mm-hmm. of like getting into this stuff so that you can see like, how would yeah. you handle it? And how what would, yeah. what would be your response? We're going to talk about more of that too. So uh, apocalyptic movies also provide reassurance that everything will be okay in the end, which is kind of interesting. That is true. But uh, um, yeah, and so obviously we love the apocalypse. It's not just about movies and it's not just about books or, or TV shows. This is about a lot of different things. Yeah. Um, it's just the thought and the, and the ideas of the apocalypse and I mean, why we prep and, and why Cam and I do this podcast because we love the subject for some freaking weird yeah. reason. Yeah. There's so a lot about it. Like we were saying, let's get into some of those reasons because there's a whole bunch. And the first one, <laughs> which which seems so counterintuitive when you actually think about it. But the more you think about it, you're like, okay, this makes sense. It does make sense. In certain ways, um, it can actually reduce stress. The apocalypse. I I believe that. Especially like in our minds, like thinking about it. Not necessarily going to be the case when I when oh, all you're comes gonna down be, to it. You're gonna be stressed about different things, but right. I feel like you can handle I think a little more is going to be like head on. Right. Where nowadays it's just oh like everything all the it's time. And like it's trying mess. to figure out how to take kids to sports <laughs> and get back to pick up another one. And yeah. Like that stuff. Mm-hmm. I think our stress level versus like back in the day is yep. it's just so different. It's so yeah, different. It's like and, I always tell my wife, like if I could go back and live in a decade, it would probably be like the 1950s. Yeah. Because I feel like it's pretty idyllic. And I, I know somebody can say, well, in the 1950s, there was nuclear, blah, blah, blah. Oh, yeah, I get it. But it, we had enough modern conveniences to make it right. comfortable. Right. But not so much that it was as crazy as it is today. Right. I don't know. Anyways. There's, it, so, there's a lot of those different time periods that I think are pretty fascinating. Yeah. Like the 1900s had some really cool mm-hmm. inventions and like the start of like, yeah. you know, um, industrialism and stuff. But like- would it really be? You know, yeah, I don't know. To go yeah. from what we have now and our conveniences that mm-hmm. I think are also like our major distractions. Yeah. Maybe it would be better. Maybe it would be worse. You know? There's a give and take there for sure. For sure. So like we're talking about this is reducing stress, the apocalypse. Um, It's kind of a form of escapism. It kind of, it provides an escape from the, the complexities and challenges of everyday life, everyday modern life right now, right? It feels like it's an escape. It kind of gives you a break from these mundane routines that we're in every single day. You know what I mean? Just like you get up. I think about those often. You shower, you go to work, you come back. Groundhog day. You cut the grass, you go do some church activity, you go to your kids' thing. (laughs) Yeah. Sometimes. We're, yeah, anyways. 
<laughs> it's like it, it, and it gives you this sense of like adventure um, of a new beginning in, in in a different type of purpose for your everyday life, right? Um, thinking about it this way too, everybody listening to this, like if you are actually prepared for the apocalypse, it might actually get you in a better situation than most people True. afterwards, right? I mean, it, you might actually move up in status of living conditions relative to other people who right now might be in a higher class than you because they haven't been prepared for it, right? Right. So you might look at that and go, well, maybe that will lessen my stress because now I'm one of the top dogs in society and not these true, other people yeah. that are good Put at, you in a different position good at investing in stocks or, or something like that in their way ahead yeah and now now they don't have that right so that's that's a thing um we talked about this briefly but work could be canceled for you indefinitely it could be over could be as soon as that uh gigantic earthquake hits or the asteroid hits in the eastern hemisphere <laughs> um work is done that's the last day you got to go to that place and punch the time clock. And now, who knows, right? Yeah, I'm sure plenty, multiple people, <laughs> multiple have probably driven to work thinking, well, we should just end today. <laughs> like, just you don't want to die. Yeah. You just want to, like, have, like, yeah. be done with the routine that you're yeah, doing. It's, it's like, like you, maybe you want to change. You hate your job. Or maybe you don't even hate it, but you're just like, uh, yeah. I write them again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, re I remember some of the jobs I had just driving. I'm like, I wish I'd blow a tire. Just like <laughs> set my day off in a different way. Yeah. Like sometimes be like welcome that sort of thing. Maybe, like, I, maybe I have to go to the ER for an hour, <laughs> but I'm fine. Yeah. Right? Like it's something like and that. I th I, like, yeah. I think you see that in medicine anyway. You're yeah. just like, I mm -hmm. can see that. There's nothing wrong here, but yeah. like I don't know. You're just stuck in this loop. and Yeah, and you don't want to go back to that job. So maybe that is enough to make you secretly, like we're talking about secretly want the, the apocalypse to happen or just the prospect of something like that is in appealing or intriguing to you because of not having to go back to work, right? Right. Again, Cam said this earlier. Does that mountain of debt suddenly just get erased? <laughs> right. Because people hiding or living under a mountain of just gigantic debt, it feels like you'll never get out yeah. of it. And you're like, I'm never it's just gonna be there forever. But if we could just kill this economic system in one fail swoop, yeah, I wouldn't have to worry about it anymore so that kind of feels appealing to some people yeah. right some are probably waiting on that yeah they're just yeah i'll, I'll just charge it up again because i'm just hoping yeah we're gonna end it it's, it's gonna all, all yeah. end sometime. exactly um belief that the apocalypse will provide a sense of control and or purpose but we're going to talk about purpose later more but a sense of control is like it's weird to think that that would give you a greater sense of control it does seem weird but, but it does make sense. It does make sense the more you think about it. At least it feels that way. Sometimes, like even with all the job stuff, it's like, do I feel do I feel like I'm in control of my no, life? That's the whole thing. Like, <laughs> it's like I, I'm doing all this uh -huh. to make sure things are good for my family and safe. Yeah. But I'm like, am I really in control here? Or is it just like <laughs> Is it control? I me? have to do this. Yeah, it's like I have to have the cars, I have to have all of this stuff. Um gotta have internet bill. Gotta yeah. have like just it is. It's controlling. Like your life is out of control sometimes. It feels like other things are kind of making. So I can you do. see how this would just like. Yeah. Yeah. So like something goes down. Now, now your purpose is I've got to survive. Right. So now your time will be spent that way. Like it controls it down to one simple thing. But for some reason, it feels like now you're in control. Right. Right. I don't know why, but 
again. And I think maybe it's this next part, the simpler life, a singular purpose. This this to me is one of the biggest things about it. Like our For modern, sure. and modern I think life, about it a ton. Oh gosh. It's so chaotic. It's so busy. It's so stressful all the time. Like the thought of slowing down, focusing on basic needs. It's like, oh my gosh, that sounds really appealing. It does. Like, oh, I just have to worry about making sure I can eat. Yeah. Um, that it's, I have. And I know this is like some people are like, you haven't been through that. And I know. Yeah, I know. But yeah. it's we're talking about like what we think. Just the feeling of it. Yeah. Def- right. Why it why it's appealing. Yeah. I mean, if you look at the recent popularity of homesteading and going off the grid, I think that's that sort of feeling, right? right. Like, I don't want to be part of this crazy exactly. Like, oh, I gotta do this. Like, no more social media. No more worrying about like your salary at work, uh, vacations. If you're putting your money in the right place in the long case, run. 401ks. Yeah. Get, you got to get the new iPhone. Your kids got to get the new iPhone. Buying a new car. You got to keep up with the Joneses next door. Yeah. I got I got to make sure I got a beach body for my vacation. I've never had a beach body, but I know people think about that. <laughs> Not me, but other people do. You know, you got to keep up with the latest trends and news and politics yeah. and all. It's just like it's never ending. But like all of a sudden, it's, it's overwhelming just like, in so many. Anyways. That's over. Right. All you got to worry about is feeding your kids and your wife and your husband or whoever that, that sounds, is. That sounds awesome. I know. It, I'm sure it wouldn't be I know. totally awesome, but but yeah, like, and then there's just those, like I get in this like stressful situation where I'm like, I have access to all this information mm-hmm. that I could be doing and learning about every day. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't, I got to find time to like read mm-hmm. about some investment stuff. I got to yeah. find like, cause we have the convenience of all of this stuff. You know, yeah. in in our like, it's usually just in our hand. Like yeah. we can just pull up our phone, access all that stuff. So you feel kind of worthless if you're not using mm-hmm. that technology to its like. So I'm like, yeah, let's eliminate it. <laughs> yeah, they've even when have you seen that they've been coming out with like these dumb phones? Yeah, that mm-hmm. are just like more simple. They don't they don't mm-hmm. send you all these notifications. Right, and it's almost like information overload sometimes. For sure, right, and and you feel like. You're a piece of garbage. But you feel like you need to be part of it. Because you don't know. Yeah. <laughs> and that, that's been a hard thing for me lately because I've been really like taking myself out of like news and, and politics and like even my grandma the other day is like, well, how are you going to know who to vote for? And I'm like, <laughs> I'll figure it out. There's going to be two people at the end. <laughs> yeah. I can do, I can in like 15 minutes, yeah. I'll tell you, you which You spend your whole life one. just watching all the debates yeah. and all the pol- political are, are you, stuff. Are you wasting your time? I don't know. You know what I mean? So it just feels like it's a lot. Right. It, it, and like does- yeah. Does nice the, to eliminate some of that. The, does the digital modern age feel just like you can't control any of it? For sure. Right? You can't keep up with it. Is AI just going to take over and kill us all at some point? Do Probably. we just need to unplug the whole machine and say, hey, no more? Yeah. You know what I mean? So, I don't know. Um, this this one here, too, feels like it could be something that's um, making us feel this way. Is, is it unnatural to live life the way we're living right now? I've heard a lot of people say this. You know, we've got billions of people on Earth. Our cities are gigantic. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have a, a food system that's like just in time. You know, you're getting it right as it's going bad or it has tons of preservatives in it. So um, true. We've got this digital currency. We have like our close relationships are dwindling. They're getting smaller um, while social media is growing, which is a great thing in some ways, but also it's like everything's over I hate spring. talking on the phone. Yeah. I, I always have and it's worsened. You know, yeah. now I'm like, yeah. I don't even want to call people I just, about I'll send you anything. a text. Yeah. I'll send you a text. And that's that, not... Always the healthiest thing and no. the best thing to do. Yeah, and so like it's you got ca- cancer. Text yeah. me back if you're interested to talk about it. Sorry about that. Stay survived. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like make yeah. appointment up front. Yeah, yeah. You kind of it just feels like very impersonal. 
very like it's not it's just like this less sense of purpose and all this like is it in our dna to want to struggle for survival and to rely on this small kind of close-knit community like is that part of like who we are as like people as a species right um like always th- have been yeah this pull towards the apocalypse might be that sort of instinctual feeling that like hey um, you guys are kind of living outside of the bounds of what your ancestors and your species have done for like sure. thousands or millions of yeah. years, right? I read a book a few years ago, ago called Tribe by, by Sebastian Younger, and he kind of talks about this concept a little bit. Um, basically, we all want to kind of be part of this close-knit tribe. We want to rely on each other. We want to and, – and I think that sometimes like we feel like we don't have that as much, and if the apocalypse hit, Suddenly, we have to. Right. Like, it has to be you and your family and your close friends and maybe the town you live in. And, like, that's who you rely right. on. Right. And there's you're not worried about the other 7 billion people on Earth. I don't know. It's, it's it, I think You can't it, see it. You can't, you can't hear about it. So, yeah. it would be, like, peaceful in a way. Yeah. And it, it just feels like our modern system builds up pressure. Mm-hmm. On all of us, like you got to have that good career, pressure to be a good family, exactly. Person, pressure to have money and and stuff to show for that money. Uh, your religion puts pressure for on sure. you. Uh, you know the latest whatever trend in society puts pressure on you. The news cycle, it's know? always changing. And it's, oh my There's gosh. always new things, and it's just like ugh. yeah. It's it's it. It feels like there's a lot of pressure, and if we could just get one nice apocalypse to hit, boom, the pressure's gone. And again, it, it's pressure that's probably moved over to a different thing, but it feels like at least it's a single focused pressure. Yeah. You know, it, it, again, it's, this is a lot of this is in your head. It might not be great, but that's why it's appealing. That's why we love the apocalypse, why right. we like to talk about it, why we like to watch things about it. Anyways, that's kind of one I of like, the issues. And all of those, yeah, it makes, <laughs> makes a ton of sense. Like, it does, yeah. The stress relief, even though in a stressful situation, I feel like it... Yeah. It's just, you can focus a lot more on mm-hmm. the problems in front of you because you have to. Yeah. To and, survive. I, and I know that my wife is probably listening right now, shaking her head like, uh-uh. Yeah. Uh-uh. <laughs> this, this sounds horrible. I don't yeah. want this. Right. And there's some and people that are that probably way. probably will be horrible. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I think there's some good there that could come of it. Right. Um, in a way. Mm-hmm. But um, one thing that I always think about too is in whatever scenario or whatever happens, like when can I put what I know mm-hmm. and what I've stored to the test. Oh yeah. Can I survive this? Can I do this? Every time I'm watching a movie or or something I'm uh, that's like an apocalyptic one or survival, mm-hmm. I'm always thinking like what would I do and and could I could I would I be able to to like protect myself and my family yeah. in this? And it's kind of like that manly like natural like survivalism type of thing. Just Am like, I a man? Yeah. Yeah. Could I do this? Can I live up to like being a man and like the head of a family? Yeah. And in a scenario where everything's collapsing around you, yeah. can you stand up and be the leader and the and the the patriarch and the yeah. you know that person that can take care of their family on their own? That's why, like, I loved it's like scary Greenland. to think about, but I'm like, like could the, I do that? The movie Greenland, like, it really makes you think about that because the guy is just like a normal dude, right? Yeah. And he's got this family and he's got to get him through this situation. Like, oh man could I do all the things he does? And obviously it's, it's Hollywood. So that a lot of stuff is crazy, right. but the, the thought of it is I do the exact same thing you're talking about. Like how could I do this? Mm-hmm. Could I make it through? What would I do? You yeah. know? 
I think that's like ever, all of us think that, mm-hmm. and we're like we're preparing all this stuff. Like, and I get all panicky about it because I'm like, <laughs> what do I know that would actually you know allow mm-hmm. me to use and, and survive better than you know than I did before? Like, right. I have all this stuff. Do I actually know how to actually? apply it and use mm-hmm. it and would it even help me or am I just collecting a bunch of crap? Yeah, I think that all the time. I'm like, am I just, Seriously. do I just have a ton of tools and I can't do anything with them? Yeah. Um. So yeah, th- this is that moment of like, can I really survive? And um, it's kind of an adventure for people. Mm-hmm. And the, that real man thing, it's like, am I going to be able to, am I going to like shy away from volunteering to help Oh, to yeah. like be part of your community more mm-hmm. and do more. Cause right now, you know, it's like we live in this society where like a lot's taken care of for us. And mm-hmm. I'm like, I don't really need the social aspect outside of work because, yeah. you know, I can do and, and enjoy my like life without that. But when it comes to like helping others, are you going to be a better person or are you going to yeah. be a, a worse person? <laughs> like, yeah. Are you going to be even more lazy and don't want to do anything? Or are you going to like take advantage of people more? Like it just makes you think a lot more of like, you know, what, what am I going to become? That's it. We're going to talk about that a little bit later too. Right. Like it's like the true nature of you or of a person. Like there's no way to not see what it's going to be yeah. in one of those situations. Right. It's going to shine through one way or the other. Yeah. Right? Your true self. Yeah, your come true out self is going to come out, yeah. Um, but yeah, apocalyptic, apocalyptic narratives often involve like survival skills, resource, mm-hmm. resourcefulness, and overcoming challenges in extreme conditions. And, we, you know, we, we always think about that. Like, that's what we do for recreation is like, you know, can I do, <laughs> yeah. um, can I hike this trail, you know, mountain bike for, you know, you're doing all this stuff just for enjoyment, but when you have to do it for an actual survival mm-hmm. scenario it's 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 different and it makes you worry <laughs> but it also is like man can i do it am i up to that and i like i like to think i am mm-hmm. you know yeah. but even when i go camping and i'm like two days in i'm like this kind of sucks right like it's yeah. not very comfortable i don't sleep well it's hot i don't have a fan mm-hmm. you know you just kind of like so um in a way you're like i kind of want to strip myself away mm-hmm. from society and, and my comforts to be more manly like there's a lot of people that do this and I'm, I'm like, man, they, like, yeah, they would do much better than me because they go and hunt for weeks and they're out in the, you know, middle of nowhere and they right. know how to do it. So it's like, we're getting, we're getting soft. All of us exactly. are. And, and I do know I'm soft. And I think that sometimes makes us, um, uh, well, I mean, you can see, you know, more than anybody, not saying this is you, but you've seen it in clinic, like how many people have mental health issues. Right. And I think part of it is because we're so damn soft. We don't, we don't have to struggle challenges for anything. We don't learn to overcome. Yeah. Um, and, and it just breaks you apart. Right. And it's not necessarily, they can't do those things. It's just that they we haven't don't. had the opportunity to do it and they're not forcing themselves to do it. And it's hard live to in a society that. to even do it. Like yeah. you don't live, you know, no. you're a weirdo. If you go out and like, yeah, you know, live in a shack away from technology. It's like, that. Don't, don't go near him. Don't go talk to that But dude. that person could probably live yeah. way longer into the apocalypse than anybody else because yep. they, they don't, they're not dependent on all of our mm-hmm. nice, convenient lifestyle. So this is, this is the thing that I think a lot about is like, am I self-sufficient? Mm-hmm. Can I do this yeah. stuff on my own? Am I a man? Can I survive in the wilderness with my family? Yeah. Or like even a, just at home through a bad, bad, you know, SHTF situation, yeah. some sort of apocalyptic, I'm at home. 
That's the one that I always... Can I really apply the things that we've yeah. talked about for the last five years? Yeah. Can I apply anything? Can we do without electricity for three to six months or something? Right. Could we get through it? I don't know. Something about that is appealing. It is appealing. In some way, shape, or form. And I you're don't know like, why. I wish I wouldn't have become soft. Yeah, I know. And so yeah. if you're forced into becoming... Yeah. You know... You'd actually see... A hard What you could do. Yeah, exactly. Like me. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, I think, and again, this this piece here is huge for me. And, and uh, the more I researched this, the more I thought about it and wrote thoughts down. This was one of the biggest ones: the community and family building. For right. Sure. Um, it, it, we talked earlier about apocalyptic settings and stories. They kind of provide a stage for examining the depths of human nature. Like it really is. They explore like how people and groups will respond in these crazy extreme situations that it's going to show you the best and the worst. We've seen it in every one of those apocalyptic movies. There's always the good guy, but there's always that, you know, um, the bad guy as well. It's the kind of the main crux of the story. Does the guy become good or does he go the bad path or mm -hmm. how does, how does this go? Right. So this kind of exploration, it could be really thought-provoking can lead to reflections on our own values and our behaviors. You know, how am I going to handle this? How would, what would I do in this situation? Um, but for me, again, the big, uh, appeal of the apocalypse for me is building that small, close-knit community. It's just, it, I don't know what it is. It just feels like I want that so bad sometimes, yeah. right? It's like, the thought of like shrinking your world down to a small group, you're relying on each other. So whether this is just like my five person family or as big as our small town here in Vernal, like all of us kind of together right. doing the thing, right? It's really appealing. Like, you know, like Cam said, you're knowing your neighbors, you're talking to them, you're helping each other. You're forming little groups to get things done that need to get done somehow. Uh, you're protecting each other. Uh, it just feels like, in our current situation, it's really like every man for himself. Just get your get what you can it is. get. It's exactly get right. what you can get. And if you have to, you know, push your neighbor over to get it, go ahead. Yeah, that's step fine. on some throats. Yeah, step right. on some throats. Do what you got to do. There's like there's not a lot of trust. Uh, just get what you can get from every situation. So yeah. that camaraderie, I think, is a huge thing that people are missing in their lives. And sometimes you feel like if the apocalypse hit, I would be forced into. Um, a situation where I'm going to have that camaraderie. You just can't people. lone wolf it. We've talked about that. No, that yeah. You're not going to last very long. Yeah. But I feel like I, we do get a taste of this sometimes, like with this podcast audience. I feel like there's a little bit of that. Like we're all Me like, too. we're all kind of ha a, 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 of the same mind with some of this stuff. And yeah. we're all trying to help each other as much as we possibly can. The listeners are also awesome and they're awesome to each other. And yeah. we've got these different groups and it, it feels a little bit like that, you know, and it as does. weird as it is, I get it um, as well from like my jujitsu teammates at, at the gym. I, I feel like we're all like trying to kill each other, but help each other get better at killing yeah, each other become and tapping much and, tighter. Yeah. So I just think it's a really cool, it, it's a thing that appeals to me with the apocalypse. Yeah. Um, and again, as I was prepping for this episode, I kept thinking like, what is it like to me personally that I just, I really drawn to these apocalyptic scenarios and SHDF. And I think it's just that closer family. Um, it's, it's like a less distracted day-to-day -day life, having the full attention of my family and friends. Yeah. Like there's, you don't have jobs. You don't have these extracurricular activities. You don't have TV and video games. It's like us versus the apocalypse as moving forward. And it just something about that is so damn appealing. And it I is. don't know why. Yeah. It's not like, I don't feel like my friends or my family are ignoring me in any way. 
but yeah. it just feels like it's or like you a, want them to ignore you. Yeah, I know. Yeah, <laughs> but it just it feels like you would get so much closer, and you know, I think it would be much. Different relationships too. would be better. And I, I think know. with like the other the other two things we talked about, it's like reducing stress. Like that's a good thing, but it might not be. It might give people more stress. And yeah. then the self reliant, um, you might not be that prepared, and it might be a nightmare. Mm-hmm. There's nothing bad about community and family. Like yeah, people are gonna grow closer no matter what it might not be a huge group and you might have some a-holes but Mm -hmm. for the most part like i think that your like community that you live in and Mm -hmm. family they're gonna grow stronger so i think this one unlike the others is a guarantee like yeah i would hope so i would think so too i mean for the most part Mm -hmm. i really think watching like what people went through and even through the pandemic, like the needs mm-hmm. of like people in my neighborhood. And, and it was just different. Like we, yeah, you we, almost we got, really did care about, there was a taste of it then, right? It was a little bit. You like, were kind of worried more about like others. You, you didn't want to yeah. hear some other family was sick. Like it yeah. made you feel, you're like, gosh, dang it. Like what, what can, what we, can do? we do? Like, yeah. and I, it's sad. We just don't think about that enough now. That's funny. And I think this yeah. will push us more that way. The That's majority, true. there'll still be pieces of crap out there. Yeah. Um, but I do think it will help us to be more reliant on others. I like that. Yeah. There definitely was a taste of that during COVID. And I think we also got a little bit of a taste of it, like right after 9-11. Yeah. You remember how like everybody felt like we were together? Yeah. Like, I remember just thinking differently about like, man, life's short and you just Mm want to be like closer to people. Yeah. Yeah. That's maybe that's what too. Yeah. You, you, you kind of see the the finiteness of life you're like oh we're gonna die this is an yeah. apocalypse holy crap right i better like enjoy every second with my kids and my friends and my my community because yeah it, it could it's all I, very even fragile. in some like financial books i've been like reading there's several of them where the in like somebody's like you know set it up so it's perfect mm-hmm. for him in the end that would be great but um for the most part, they're like, we traveled, we did this and that, but when we it ultimately came back, we wanted to just have more time to be with our friends and family. And yeah. I, that makes sense to me. It's like, mm-hmm. when, you, when you come down to the end, it's like, you want to enjoy the company of other people. Yeah. And so, this, I think that apocalypse would yeah. kind of kick you closer. And it's, a, it's crazy that, like, you can't just do that now. Like, well, why are, why are, so weird. Why are we thinking about the apocalypse so to make busy. that happen? I know. Everything's so busy. Yeah, so, like, we and just... And it isn't, but it is. Yeah, I know. Gosh, just dang, make it that it's way. It's crazy. The last thing on this part was kind of the removal of classes, the gap between the poor or the rich, right? I mean, there's obviously still going to be some of this. I think... And, I think for a good period, it will be kind of leveled. It will, yeah. I mean, in every story... Unless you're in a helicopter flying to New Zealand. <laughs> I know. In every one of these, like, apocalyptic stories, there's, like, you know, some dude that comes along and builds that post-apocalyptic mafia. And yeah. He takes over, right? So that's that stuff is there. But for the most part, if we're going to survive, there's going to be a lot of sharing. There's going to be a lot of helping. There's going to be a lot of community to get through. Money's going to be scarce or not used at all, depending on whatever this apocalypse right. is. So it's going to be trading goods and skills and labor and all that kind of stuff. So it feels like maybe that solves some of those problems if that's something that, that you think about a lot, right? Um you know, in, in a short term, that's not going to be the case. But if it's a long term, yeah, if you're rich in a short term, that's, that money's going to serve you well. But in a long term, maybe that's something that it appeals to you. It's like, I, I hate this. Like, there's a guy like Elon Musk that may has billions and billions of dollars, and I can barely afford a one-room apartment in Taco Bell once a week, right? <laughs> it pisses you off. and maybe It does. It makes this you super frustrated. why you feel like, hey, I want that to happen. Yeah. You know? But the thing know. is, like, right now, people can... 
pay for different trade when when yeah it, it, like you like you were saying mm-hmm. you're gonna be able you're gonna want to rely more on people's skill yeah instead of like I'm not gonna pay you like I know you're valuable and it makes people feel more valuable you know yes. it's like I think there'd be a lot less like feeling like you're worthless and mm-hmm. that there's no purpose for you because yeah you're gonna have some purpose in some way different from yeah. than it's ever been so totally agree I think that community thing's a huge one so mm-hmm. um speaking of huge Cybercrime is crazy. Big and a huge. <laughs> um, but really, like, uh, so cybercrime, it's always there mm-hmm. haunting you, stalking you. At some point, um, you're probably going to get hacked. Um, you're going to lose some information or the business you work for or something. It happens all the time. Like, our hospital recently had this problem. Um, mm-hmm. Surfshark is a way to protect yourself mm-hmm. easily at home, on your device, computer, uh uh, handheld Game Boy, whatever. If it connects to the internet, Surfshark will protect you. You basically just go gray man online. You're going online connecting to a server in a different location so it can't be traced back to you. Um, it keeps you safe from malware, phishing, uh, obnoxious emails, and unsafe ads that you might click on. Pretty cool, and it's easy to use. Uh, you can get a full 27 months for less than 60 bucks if you use our casual preppers promo Link code. code yeah it seriously I, i've tried several of them even phones have them built in now mm-hmm. but none of them run as smooth and as easy as surfshark plus i like that it it um i lose the internet if it disconnects mm-hmm. like features like that you're not going to find beautiful um very easily so go and get yours for the next two and what three months two years three months mm-hmm. um that's so probably when the apocalypse is going to happen during one part of that, right? Exactly. So you might as well just be protected all the way up until then. So get go and get yours. Okay. So rebirth and renewal. Yeah. So mm-hmm. some people, and this kind of blends in a lot to what we've talked it about does. above, but this might be that time for a full restart. Like a <laughs> wherever you're at in life now, the apocalypse is going to allow you to either completely reinvent yourself and mm-hmm. go a whole new direction um or i mean it, it may take you deeper into uh yeah wherever the abyss of your life yeah but for some people it's a chance to reinvent and to actually desire to get away from their past and even their present so it's a it's a time where they can just reshape their life and that that was the only opportunity they had it's like yeah everything has to end and reset because it does feel like it's hard to completely change everything because you get stuck you do you get stuck because like i have to keep doing this job if i don't i can't eat i can't have this blah 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 right blah, blah. right like how what am i supposed to do i just stop and switch midstream like you can't it's, it feels impossible you can't. no yeah and communities and society is all heading in kind of a you know at times it's all pulled in one direction mm-hmm. and you see it all the time people are trying to make a difference in some way but like how successful are most of those yeah. <laughs> attempts? They're not. They they don't really help that much. Not saying you shouldn't try, but mm-hmm. uh, this is when you really could make that difference. But sometimes you would wonder, would it really be like that utopia that you would yeah. think like, let's reset everything and let's go back and kind of start anew. Um, yeah, so that there's may like, not take us in the right direction. Yeah, so there's like a large scale renewal yeah. like of society as a whole, right? Yeah. And, and that's then probably more what um, I was going to get to. Right. Okay. Yeah, but there's like, there's two. There's the large scale, but there's, and then there's also, also the small scale. Like yeah. you yourself. Yeah. So the rebirth. Yeah. So um, 
And that's the thing is like, you're, you're changing your ways and starting mm-hmm. over new, which is great. But then, yeah, you've got to think the whole world is going to be doing that now. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so can you, can it be good? Can it go in a better direction? Will there, you know, will we learn from history in, in, in good ways? That's the problem. It's Probably like not. now I know it, that's what makes me worry about it too. But on a smaller scale, scale, uh, will we truly move beyond like our cattiness and <laughs> being like, yeah, you know, just the people that some of us have become and, and you know, keyboard uh, uh, commandos and, and just attacking and, and, and only commenting negatively. Can we get away from that? It's like in my mind, like, like exactly what you're saying there, like it all, you know, everything is dead. It, we're, we're starting completely over. It feels like all of a sudden there would be, we got Republicans on this side of the room and Almost Democrats instantly. on this side, like instantly. Yeah. That's what would it's happen. separation. It doesn't make sense. And I'm like, no, 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 no. We don't want that. Let's stop doing Republican Democrat. Let's stop doing, you know, right. whatever that is. That's the whole point of yeah. what's going on. But you this feel could like, be a good time for that. Yeah. But it you feel be, like that's what would happen. <laughs> I'm sure it like would. Like right back in. There would be it. different little groups. And even through history, like, um, I thought that was when we were reading the stoicism, the book, the, which one was it that we all read? Meditations. Meditations. Yeah. Just listening to, um, how the people were then and not worrying about this and that. I'm like, man, society tends to just drift right back into like exact same stuff, same stuff. Yeah. But that doesn't mean you can, and mm-hmm. you will like, it's a good time during an event like this to, to change your ways and to mm-hmm. change who you are and to, you know, Hopefully society will follow like that. Um, apocalyptic, oh my gosh. Apocalyptic <laughs> scenarios often involve the idea of a new beginning or a chance for humanity to start afresh like we were talking about. Mm-hmm. And it could be in a good way and it could be in a bad way. Um, but the one thing is like we're products of culture. We can't step outside of it right now. It's too mm-hmm. hard. And if you if you do, you have a huge group attacking you in this way and then that way. And I think that this could be the opportunity. It's like, we all need each other. Mm-hmm. We all need to work together. Like, maybe that's the thing that you like the most. It's like, this is the only chance for society to change is by just wiping it out yeah. and just starting over. Um, maybe you're obsessed with obstruction. You just want it, you know, of, to, of destruction and you just want it all to end anyway. Yeah. But I do think that that's one thing with the apocalypse that makes makes it interesting to me is like, we have all this like, garbage going on with society and the Mm -hmm. changes and accepting this group and new groups popping up and them wanting you to accept them, but they're not going to accept your old ways. And Mm -hmm. it's just like, what a mess. Like maybe this is something that will change with, uh, an apocalypse. Maybe that kind of makes me interested, but it could just go right back into it. Or maybe it's just the same stuff on a really smaller scale because you're, you know what I mean? Yeah. But again, it that's I think that's the appeal. Could it change? I don't know. I don't know. That's the this appeal. one's kind of interesting to think about. It's just like mm-hmm. could be a renewal for yeah. us and society and change our ways to become more dependent, like we were talking about with the community and you you just being more involved in people's lives and caring mm-hmm. and not attacking them because you don't have a device that can hide you can hide behind and stuff like that. Yeah, so it exactly. could be a really good thing, but definitely could. It could go way backwards because as we've seen, we've been eliminating history <laughs> that we don't want to learn from. Yeah. And so yeah. it could just go back into natural man and <laughs> turn yeah. into just worse than what we have. Definitely could. But it's just interesting to think about like that one, I feel like it could save society or mm-hmm. it could just worse in society. Yeah. So. I think, uh, again, this last point I want to make is a big one. 
uh, a sense of purpose. Yeah. We, we've danced around this a little bit already, but um, I think it's, you have to have a sense of purpose. It's, it's like essential to live like a full, happy life. And today it's, it's hard to find it for some people. Like, like what, like other than just like existing and going to work and coming home and eating food and watching Netflix. Like, <laughs> what is your purpose? Like, what is... It, it's define my day. Yeah, I know. But it's like, not for, this isn't necessarily for everyone. But for some people, it's really hard to find, like, what it, why am I here? What am I doing? The apocalypse kind of gives you a clear, defined, shared purpose with everybody around you. Yeah. Right? You can work towards it. Um, and like, yes, now you can get that from your family from maybe your religion or your career. But for some people, it's not enough or it just doesn't work or it doesn't make sense to them, right? So, like, the thought of an apocalypse gives that to you. Uh, it creates a clear-cut line between good and evil. And, like, right now, those lines are pretty blurred. Oh, big it kind of feels like anyways, right? Uh, like, it's survival. It's death. <laughs> it's it's going to define you one way or the other. You're going to live or you're going to die. Yeah. Right? It's very simple. So, you have to... Your purpose is to make sure that you're on the live side not the die side. Um, you know, what kind of person are you? Again, this is going down to that human nature. When there's no bills to pay, when there's no job to go to, when there's no other things, like these clear-cut rules of civility and society, how well, how are you going to do it? What, what, what are you going to be, you know, going through that? Are you going to take on the burden of, like, rebuilding the arts or something in your in your little community or teaching or uh, designing a new form of government, whatever it is, is that going to be your new sense of purpose? Yeah. Right? There's a lot of different ways, and that's a lot like that renewal and it, like you were talking about. But that yeah, sense of society, purpose. you, and community yeah. and everything. Yeah. But that sense of purpose is big, it I is. think, and it, and it kind of helps people give them an instantly a sense of purpose. Yeah. yeah. And this, so this is my thought on like, and I could be just way off here, but mm -hmm. I feel like, the apocalypse happens and we have this like chaotic time where we don't know we're not we're trying to figure things out mm -hmm. so depression's like right here now you know yeah. and i feel like it's gonna spike a bit mm -hmm. and then i think it's gonna go way down and it's gonna come because people are gonna have more purpose they're gonna have yeah. a reason to live they're gonna fight for that reason to live and they're gonna be more involved with um socializing with their groups and and the groups are going to be more concerned about their lives. So mm -hmm. I honestly think that's what would happen. Yeah. I honestly think the general population depression mm -hmm. and mental illness is going to go down. Yep. That yeah. sounds weird, but I think it'll like, it'll kind of spike for a minute mm -hmm. for anxiety and, and unsure they'll be unsure and scared. And then it's just going to get better because people are going to be more involved in each other. Yeah. Because if you don't get involved, you die. You're dead. <laughs> you die. So like, so now it's here. You don't feel like you can find that. No. That's what's so crappy in the world today. It's just like, you can just, exist. I don't have a purpose. It's super confusing. You yeah. can ask 50 different groups and they'll all have a different, um, mm -hmm. uh, take on it. And you just don't get that care. And, and nor do those groups really care about you. They just want you to be part of their, yeah. you know, <laughs> you can literally just exist in an apartment and never leave. Yeah. Yeah, so you could have your food brought to you. You can work from from home. You can talk to whoever. Right, like you right. just you could exist in an apartment by yourself and never see anybody. And there's yeah. people who are that way, right? Yeah, and they like, find bodies all the time like that. It's pretty yeah. depressing. Yeah, it's super depressing. Yeah, yeah. But I I do think like I think mm -hmm. you would see like this improvement in mm -hmm. in a general depression and anxiety, which sounds so backwards, but <laughs> it does. I really think it, it would. Like it's because of this, like you were saying, I think it gives people a sense of purpose. I agree. Um, 
I have a sense of purpose right now, and it is to tell you about Element. Um, because I just got a new box of the grapefruit flavor, which is now open to everybody. Oh my gosh, it is delicious. The box is open in your house, and no, everybody no, no, come no, no. in and get some? It, it's, it's a limited time thing, grapefruit. Um, and, it is? Mm-hmm. I didn't know it was limited. Jeez. Yep. But if, if you didn't know, Cam, electrolyte deficiency or imbalances, they can cause headaches, cramps, fatigue, weakness. Those are all bad things. As people who want to be prepared for and ready for anything ahead, the last thing you need is something that will slow you down when you need to be ready the most. That's why we at Casual Preppers have teamed up with Element. That's L-M-N-T. It's a tasty electrolyte drink mix with everything you need and nothing you don't. That means lots of salt and no sugar. It's formulated to help anyone with their electrolyte needs and is perfectly suited to folks following a keto, low-carb, or paleo diet. We think Element is perfect for bug-out bags, EDC kits, and all that kind of stuff. It contains a science-backed electrolyte ratio. That's 1,000 milligrams of sodium, 200 milligrams of potassium, and 60 milligrams of magnesium. Right in that sweet spot, Cameron. Mm. Poop better than think better. Oh my gosh. The Navy SEAL teams use it. Sniper teams use it. Marines all use it. Casual preppers can get a free element. Uh, casual preppers listeners, not just us, you guys, can get a free element <laughs> sample pack when you make any purchase through our exclusive casual preppers link. That's in our bio, that is in the show notes and all that. The element sample pack includes one packet of every flavor. That way you can try them all. And you can say, hey. That's the best way to do it. I like this one. Uh, They offer no questions asked refunds on all orders. You don't even have to send it back. This offer may be claimed by first time and returning Element customers. You guys, I just used it. I got a free sample pack. (laughs) Yep, I've used it too. So this offer is exclusively available through VIP Element Partners. You're not going to find it anywhere else. There's not going to be promo codes. you got to follow our link. So go to drinkelement.com slash casual preppers get your order and your free sample pack that is drinkelement.com slash casual preppers it's funny because cam and i were just talking about element before we started the podcast and how it's like it's a weird craving for it it's sometimes weird, it's so weird your body's like get it I need tastes that. so good get it in my belly yeah, yeah. It's, it's good stuff it's mm-hmm. good stuff so i mean kind of just wrapping this up cam um just reflecting on like all the reasons why we love this stuff yeah and there's so many Um, and, and again, I think a lot of it, like Cam said, it harkens back to our youth in the, in the movies we watched and the, the books we read or the video games that we played. Um, those are just always the stories that like really, I liked the most. Yeah. You know, I guess there's one part I didn't even mention that I am always interested in the apocalypse. Mm -hmm. I'd like to just go into a store and try things out. (laughs) You know, just when Mm -hmm. you're actually scavenging, Mm -hmm. you got this like open world of like, yes, do whatever I want. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's some risks there and everything, but that is part. I always think about that. I'm like, man, there was like this abandoned target you just go in there oh my gosh just yeah have a heyday just a world with but that's, less that parameters that comes back stuff. to this like you were saying a lot of that comes back to the movies i've seen mm-hmm. just like man it looks so fun oh my gosh so not just only even the, the scenario and the the like again my favorite scene in red dawn when they they roll up to the store the dad the guy's store and they just start oh, throwing yeah. stuff in the truck <laughs> yeah. it is the best scene yeah 
Because something about that is just like, oh, I, I just take whatever I want. Right. And I'm going to use this stuff for the next several months to survive this apocalypse. Yep. Why is that appealing? I can't I figure know. it out, but it is. Yeah. The other thing is like the cities that are just covered in green. Yeah. There's animals running around mm-hmm. yeah. and it's quiet. There's it's no quiet. sound. There's oh, no man. horns. There's no cars. I'm like, that sounds pretty sweet, actually. Oh, man, it does. And again, we're, we're saying this, you know, take all this with a grain of salt because we understand that. Because we believe movies and movies yeah. are accurate. And But like, I know that, you know what else I love doing? Coming home after work in an air-conditioned home and watching Netflix. <laughs> like, I like that I know. as well. Yes, I do too. So, the air conditioner is by far the yeah. thing I protect the most. Uh, so we're saying all this knowing that it's sort of like there's some cognitive dissonance going on right now. Yeah, like exactly. That's I, I I'm really love the the thoughts of it, but maybe when it gets down to it, I would hate it. Yeah. But again, that's that's what we're talking about. That's the whole discussion. We're having it doesn't today. matter that I could just play with that thought, right? I mean, stop playing with your thoughts. <laughs> Get out of the corner. Stop playing with but your yeah, thoughts. But yeah, like I feel like it, it could, there could be some great things that could come of it and more yeah. unity and all that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, a lot of it's shaped and painted in my mind yeah. from Hollywood, which isn't good. It really is. Like but yeah, maybe maybe that's the, what we want to talk about. Maybe the thing I really want is just like sitting in a dim lit room playing cards with my kids, knowing that in the morning I'm gonna go hunting for our breakfast. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And I'm not going like, to work. Yeah. Yeah. Like maybe, maybe it's just that you're not going to work. Maybe it's just all about not going to work. <laughs> it might be. <laughs> Sometimes be, it does. It could be part of it. I don't know guys. I wanna I want to hear from you guys though. Like we should do a post maybe this week and just say, hey, what is it that you guys... Yeah, maybe you're just full-on preparedness and you, and you just... You want to like, shoot somebody. The apocalypse just, yeah, puts you yeah. there. But what other things? Yeah, what other things? Is it just 5.56? Five, five, yeah. Or is it also or is other it just 2.23? 2.23? Two, two, three? Two, two, three? <laughs> I don't know. You know what I mean? Yeah. The 9 millimeter? Is it just that or is it, or are there other things? I really want to well, know. Well, the zombie apocalypse obviously interests yes. me because I'd love to just like yeah, take shoot some zombies. That people it's like practicing, but it's a live walking without, target that's dangerous. Without feeling the remorse of killing a person. <laughs> right. right. Like that would be fun. That would be fun. Yeah. But but again, yeah, running through Walmart and just taking whatever I want. Oh, yeah. That sounds great. Riding a bike to the back. Yeah. And then throwing it all in the basket, mm-hmm. riding up front, throwing it in my truck. Just, just like getting up in the morning and saying, Walking out scuba gear on. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't make any sense. Getting up in the morning and telling my wife and kids, uh, Cam and I are going to go scavenge for the day. We'll be back later. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, that's what we're doing so for fun. the day. <laughs> I don't know. Again, we probably sound like idiots. If society was smaller. Yeah. It, it, but yeah. I don't know. But that. It, but those are things I think about. Yeah, me too. Well, so. that's it. You got anything else, Cam, on that? No, I don't have anything else on oh, that. Beautiful. Well, let's go, let's look at a couple of boxes we just got. I mean, TACPAC's not going to be in the apocalypse, but it is here now. So let's talk about the latest tack pack. I don't know. They might. They found out. They ways figure to out a like, way to do this for so friggin' cheap that I don't get it. You know, the paper. Uh, there it is. The, paper. the first item is the Power Tack Saber flashlight. Ooh, I didn't even see that. Where is it? I don't know. It's in there somewhere. Oh, it's a flashlight. Yeah. I thought this was a pen. It's a pen light, probably. That's yeah, cool. pretty cool. And then we got the Sog Cash Card. That is a minimalist minimalist's dream knife. It goes in your wallet. Yeah. It's pretty crazy. Then we got the Range Ready Bulldog Tumbler. Yeah, boy, put in your good, good, good drinky drink in there. Look at that. That's just sexy. It is sexy. It's pretty sexy. like it. Okay. Whoa, hey. Hey, uh, here we go. <laughs> That's a good one there. Um, then we got the Nelson Manufacturing FDE Mag Release button. Yeah. You then like we, guns, you love this button. Then we got the Tactical Taco Sticker. I Actually, this is a pretty cool sticker. 
It's a taco, but it's tactical. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty sweet. That's pretty bad. Huh? That is the latest tack back. Use our code Casual Preppers. You're going to get a free forty. Pretty much a whole free box. Seventy dollars machine made part. Yep. And then we also have the latest Going Gear EDC Club. They always got some some good nasty nasties in there for us. You know. Yeah. Usually nasties. Nasty nasty. Um. Jeez, you're making a freaking a racket. <laughs> I know I am. I stop making that racket over there. Boys. I wish Apocalypse would come so you'd stop making that racket. Yeah, idiot. Uh, we got the Ace Beam P17. Where's that Ace Beam? It's a uh, it's flashlight. Oh, Defender P17. Oh, hero. When does the sucker go up to you? That's all. Goes up to. Um, How many lumens? lumen output of 4,900. How many lumens you got? 4,900. Wow. 1,459 feet of beam throw. Jeez. You all about the beam throw. All about that beam throw. When you're bugging around, yeah. you want to shoot that beam throw. Bugging around, you need that beam throw, boy. Um, Then we got the Cancept Corvid T20085. <laughs> Stop reading the barcode. Designed by Justin Coke. Oh, really? Medium size folding cleaver knife. It's a weird looking little stubby monker. I don't know. <laughs> I was gonna say monkey. And I was gonna say bugger. And I, I got like, monkey. I, like I got stubby monker. Stubby monker. <laughs> Flip that open. Oh man, that's scary. Mm. <laughs> Let me shave your body. It looks like a. Yeah, it's cool. That's pretty rad. And then we got the SRM Mecca nine two two five. It's a folding knife. It's sleek. It's reliable. Cut stuff. <laughs> D2 steel blade. There's a knife putting in. <laughs> yeah. Can't get it open, can you? God didn't use, use that another... cleaver knife. Oh, I should use that cleaver knife. Yeah, cleave it open. All right. What's the other thing while I'm getting this open? The last, uh, then we got a couple more things. Then we got the Frontline Medical Defense Adventure Mini EDC. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it's a little uh, med kit. I like that. Natural gloves, gauze, band aids, sting swab. Google stink throb. Good God. Oh, CPR mask thermometer. That's crazy. That's pretty rad, huh? Vacuum sealed all that in. And then we have the Infinity Cuts and Creations 5x5 wooden tray. This you put on your, your nightstand and you put your cool little EDC stuff in there. Nice. Pretty cool. That's pretty fancy. Yeah. Smell good. Mm, Is that a theater? <laughs> Is that pine? Yeah. That's Aspen. That's Aspen. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, anyways, that is the latest Going Gear EDC. Is that all we got? We got I something else. It. What do we else we got? Oh, we got a little, uh, the ETA bottle. Is that ETA? Yeah. What is it called? I can't see the thing. You're ETA. Gonna... <laughs> I don't know what that stands for. It stands for uh, <laughs> extraterrestrial asshole. <laughs> the ETA alkalizing portable water filter. Yeah, so it filters your water and alkalizes your water to where you want it. Uh, that's pretty good. Yeah, so we're going to test that out, aren't yeah. we, Cam? Got all kinds of stuff. ETA. Yeah, and then we also got those uh, some spy survival cards. We're gonna have to check them out. Yeah, what are they called? I can't tell you. They're spy cards. Yeah. They are the spy plus survival playing cards. Former CIA officer Jason Hansen reveals spy and survival secrets that could save your life. That's kind of cool. So when so you're playing cards, you can learn stuff. You get straight flush and get some disguise. There's a lot of stuff on, on probably. Those. It's all book and one card. Yeah, exactly. So those are pretty cool. Yeah. We're excited about those. It's time for the quick and dirty medical tip. So real quick, I'm just going to, uh, this might be boring, okay. but I thought it'd be good. I'm going to share a little portion of the Prepper's Medical Handbook. Um, sorry, Prepper's Medical Handbook. William W. Forge? Yeah. 
Did I say that right? Yeah, you did. It sounded wrong. I'm like, am I <laughs> reading the wrong book? I mean, Prepper's Medical Handbook. No, no, so Prepper's Medical Handbook. But yeah, handbook. so we we talked about recently the uh, um, doing your own first aid kit yeah. and what to throw in there. I did, uh, oh my gosh. <laughs> What'd you do? I did uh, have a little portion I wanted to, oh. to go over that is what to put in your first aid kit from a wilderness expert. A doctor, mm-hmm. and so um, I am being real nice, and I'm taking a little piece of this book to give to you. Okay, but I want you to buy it yes. because this is just a little snippet, mm-hmm. and he actually breaks down each of these and their purpose, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. So he calls it the topical bandaging module. So mm-hmm. he recommends putting in this kit is TBM. Yeah. So when we talked about like what items to put in and what would you choose, this is from his mm-hmm. um, med kit. So he's got the spent second skin burn dressing. Mm-hmm. He's got gauze. It's high absorbent. Two-ply, three-by-three package. And then quick clot. Mm-hmm. We talked about that one. Uh, coverlet bandage strips, adhesive tape, waterproof, a SAM splint, elastic bandages, uh, two-inch, three-inch, and six-inch wide ones. So it has multiple ones of those, so you can you know use that SAM splint to splint a fracture or whatever. Uh, maximum strength triple antibiotic ointment, mm-hmm. Hibiclens. Um, I talked about before, like good, safe uh, cleaning agents, and this is like one of the best, Hibiclens. So throw a little of that in there. Opcon ophthalmic drops, hydrocortisone, mm-hmm. clotrimazole cream, uh, dental filling paste. Oh, wow. Dental supplies is indicated in chapter five, so that's why I got by the book. Mm-hmm. Um, protective gloves, nitrile ones preferably, and then irrigation syringes. I talked about putting those in there. And then the surgical kit, which he has a needle holder, uh, Addison uh, tissue forceps. There's ones with teeth and without. He has ethylon sutures, 5-0, 3-0, and then he has absorbable. So that's the thing. Like this book, I just wanted to share that little snippets because when you're building your own kit, like he knows what he's talking about. Yeah. He's a wilderness survivalist. He's also a doctor. And this kit is a lot of what we talked about, but just the way he breaks it down and he goes into details on it is pretty awesome. So Rad. get this book because it just goes over tons of those little simple medical tools and tips that um, you're really not going to find without browsing through tons of books. Yeah. So it's a little little pitch for that book because I like it. So I, I was- wanted to show you him building his own and... Um, Maybe you remembered all those things I just told you. So. I was trying to do a video on this the other day and just suddenly got a bloody nose. <laughs> I saw that. It's all that information leaking out. Leaking out of your brain. Yeah. Anyways, that's it. Thank yeah. you, guys. Um, we're going to do a post. Maybe we'll do it tomorrow um, and just say, hey, what do you love about the apocalypse? Because we want to hear from you. What is it so that— Start thinking. Yeah, start thinking about it right now. Let's get that yeah. little, little forum going. There. For sure. All right. Anything else, Cameron? No. All right. Stay survived.